0: What are the odds of finding a soul sister? Welcome to Soul Sister Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Rebecca. And we're your hosts and your soul sisters. So tune in for your weekly dose of soul food and sisterhood. It's health, leadership, spirituality, and basically all that we are. But most importantly, it's roughly the authentic, walk and wheel human as fuck. Yeah, so grab your favorite superfood latte, yoga mat, or walking shoes, and tag along. hello ladies and soul time welcome to another episode of soul sister podcast we are super excited to have you guys here and to eventually just wound up this season for this year in the season of of 2019 and and coming in and transitioning into 2020 which is going to be i know that for all of us is going to be an epic year and and just all the energies that's just coming out and and moving through it right now I think a lot of us has experienced that 2019 has been a time where a lot of things has been moving through to being able to let that go so to be able to sort of get that new fresh start and turn off the page to 2020 and I think there is going to be some major major manifestations, some major, major experiences that we are going to bring forth and call into our life in 2020. So I'm personally super excited. And I know Rebecca is too. And I know that we're going to have some major things going on at Solstice Podcast as well. We have a major rebranding actually coming up which we are super excited about and we're going to tell you more about within the next episodes uh but right now we have the last interview this season which i'm super excited about diving into because we have amanda holstein from advice from a 20 something on the show and uh, just to give you a little bit of glimpse of what amanda do because she has really worked with some amazing brands and some amazing Opportunities, amazing people that she's been able to help through her career. But Amanda, she is a San Francisco-based creative, specializing in influencer marketing, style in interior design, and all in general working with rebranding of telling a story and talk storytelling through the branding, through aesthetics, through writing, and through everything that that she finds in her creative expression um and she's also the founder of advice from a 20 something and advice from a 30 something which she newly released and i both me and rebecca i just super in love with those sites because they give you those not just those down to earth really clear advice to move through those tough times those difficulties that actually happen in your training something or in your, not in your training something but in your 20s right and also what I really love about Amanda's style and her entire creative expression is that she is really transparent. Everything that she do, she does is really from a place of of soul from a place of heart, but also in a transparency where she's like, no fucks. It's just pure down from her soul and from all of the people that she's been working with. And I'm super excited to have her on to share more about her story and and really share about what she she does because she's been working with some major brands and also some top profile brands and doing a lot of different work that really helps expand me as a creative, but also I think, for anyone just going through the 20s or the 30s and wanted to get more clarity around how we go through these transitions and also how we just try to find out who we are and how we find ourselves within every single decade of our lives. So welcome to the show, Amanda. I'm so excited to have you here and thank you so much for jumping on with us.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for saying all of that. That was really, really sweet. It's always good to, to hear that, you know, my work comes off really genuine and, and from the heart, because that that's definitely my goal and, and where it all started from. So thank you.
0: Mm, yes, so it welcome. And I think also, I think it's something nice, by presenting something, listening to uh, something that me and Rebecca talk about, because, you know, usually in a podcast, you, you see that people have the intro where they give the presentation of the person and when they jump on, you don't, the one that you interview in, don't really get to hear their words, nothing in the real time, right? And I just love that, you know, whenever I'm on someone else's podcast, that they give me that intro so that I sort of hear my own work, hear my, who I am through all this work and it's always such, such a beautiful experience. Yeah, it is.
1: It is really nice to hear. Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. So I would love to, before we sort of dive into any topics of today, I would love to just dive in and take a look back on your personal story on what led you to start and launch a, uh, advice from a training something and the work that you do today.
1: Yeah. Um. So I, you know, that was never kind of, it was definitely never my plan or my goal to to run a blog full time. Um, but I, I started in advertising mostly because I, I loved psychology and I was very creative and I thought that was kind of a good combination of the two. Um, so I started there and luckily uh, fell into this company that was one of the first companies that was running campaigns with brands and bloggers. Um, so I got to intern there and I actually had started another blog, my first blog, color me blue was the name. Um, and that was kind of, um, just because I was not really satisfied at work and I needed a creative outlet. Um, and I had come across cupcakes and cashmere and I was like, Oh, I want to do that. So I had been playing around with blogging on the side. And then when I joined this company and I was, you know, helping some of today's top bloggers, um, grow, um, you know, Gal Meets Glam, the Every Girl Glitter Guide, all of those, um, I got to work with super early on, which was really exciting. Um, and watching and learning from them, I decided to launch my own site, um, called Advice from a 20 something. And the goal was really, um, in my family, there's there's like a saying, ask Amanda, um, because I think as the youngest, I've always just observed and picked up a lot of advice from um, other people's experiences, and um, it just kind of comes naturally to me. And I was really struggling in my twenties as literally every 20 something is, and I didn't realize that that was so normal. Um, and I wanted everyone else to know that, that this actually is a hard time and no one really warns you about it and you're not alone. And here's, you know, what you might be feeling and thinking, and that's totally normal. So that was kind of the message I wanted to get across. Um, so that launched in 2012. Um, I built that up on the side while I was still working full time and I still said I was not planning to blog full time, but I think that was just me being too scared to to do it. <laughs> um, so after a few years, I finally got up the courage and I left my job and I went full time and I feel very, very grateful that I've been able to sustain it um, for this long um, so I've been full time on it since 2015, and um, last year uh, turned 30. So I launched advice from a 30-something, um, and at this point now I have contributors on both sites, and it's been nice to have you know multiple voices and other people's perspectives, and and comparing kind of your 20s to your 30s. There's definitely um, different information that that you'll see on, on both sites, um, that's very geared towards those age groups. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at now. And, um, yeah, (laughs) that's my story.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. I love what you said about, you know, you know, finding the courage in yourself to, to go solo to start your own career and just be full-time blogger with any sort of like pivotal moments in, in your career or in your life at that time that that helped you take that leap of faith and sort of jump off that cliff or was it something internal that that helped you through that um that's a good
1: question I think one was I was single for the first time um in like my whole adult life. And so I was really discovering myself and learning how to listen to my intuition and, um, just getting more confident in myself. Um, and then combined with kind of this clarity moment where I realized, you know, the only reason I wasn't, um, Giving it a try was because I was scared. And I I never wanted fear to to control my decisions. So I I asked myself, would I regret it if I never gave it a try to, to be a full-time blogger? And the answer was an immediate yes. So I just decided to go for it. Um, and I, I did it in a kind of slow transition. I worked part-time for a startup running their blog and part time on my blog, so I definitely um, kind of took small steps until I felt ready. Um, but I think it was that that combination of where I was at in my life and then having that that moment of clarity of you know I don't want fear to control the decisions that I'm making for myself.
0: Mm, I love that. I love what you said about you know the process. You know having that was a conscious choice because and about fear because I think both something that we experience throughout our trainees, but also in general, when we think about our career, what we want to do is that we, we, we want it to be something that speaks to us. We want it to get inspired, but something that the fear rises up. And how do we work through that? Because we have a lot of, in our realms, in our podcast, we, we often speak about, you know, how we use different either spiritual modalities or we use, you know, whatever it is that we see ourselves, you know, what we've been through, um, the tools that, that we've been through, I have been through a uh, major experience of more than 10 years with mental illness. So I had a lot of, you know, tools from, from that background that helped me mm-hmm. uh, go through those uh, experiences to take the lead whenever I faced the fear. But I think mm-hmm. something that we, we often don't see is that it, that it takes a lot of, you know, those small steps as you talk about those, you know, sometimes having a bridge job or sometimes, you know, going through, uh, trying something out that really helps us on the way. Um, and I was also thinking about, you know, when you really took that lead of faith and, and went full time, did you like experience major, uh, magnetism and just things like going in and just finally making sense?
1: I definitely, uh, experienced some doubt. (laughs) Um, the first six months were, were really hard. Um, it was, it's really different when you own your own schedule and you only are making money when you put the work in. It's, it's a really interesting feeling. So I kind of had to get used to that and get used to how I wanted to schedule my days. And, um, There was actually a moment um, six months in where I got offered a job that sounded amazing um, and I was really considering taking it. And I'm so glad that I I listened to my gut and decided to stick with with the blog and, and keep trucking along cuz after that it really started to pick up and and that company actually that um w- wanted to hire me ended up going under so <laughs> that's probably <perfect. laughs> really the right decision <laughs> um so you know there was definitely doubts but i just loved it so much so if i if i was enjoying it that much then i just tried to keep my focus on that and um and that's really what what carried me through i think
0: Mm, beautiful and I think also it's it's so important when you talk about those you know guidance that you have from from your gut those gut feelings or from the universe that you know when we really follow what is right for us we oftentimes that leads to such a heap heaps amount of magnetism because we we're starting moving on and what is our soul what lights our souls up as well and we really get that feeling that we support it and and really sort of like able to bend reality as well right um, yeah. and you I think what you talk about in in your experience with throughout your journey uh, trainees I would like to dive in and how that ties into you know what you write about on the blog and what you experience what the people talk about because uh, me and, and Rebecca we're both uh, in the beginning of trainees and uh, we started the podcast as we were transitioning from our teens to our trainees of uh, mm-hmm. that experience of of going through literally as you say, saying you know you're figuring like your teens those are the hard times people always talk about your teens and so yeah. when you hit that trinity, when you hit that round number you're like okay now my life is so, <laughs> starting yeah, like, to make know. sense right there's something is happening and then you're like oh shit <laughs> now, things was just like reality is just like really starting to hit the fan and I'm like what the <laughs> heck am I doing i am never yeah. like I can tell you about my situation and we talk about this in the podcast but I was yeah. like I was going to med school and I was going to become a neuroscientist and that was sort of in the way. And then I hit my 20s and and I got a really major health breakdown and I was like, there's gotta be a message. There gotta be something in here. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to remember, you know, all my creative side and how I'd been just putting that, you know, behind and how I wasn't able, you know, I wasn't true to myself anymore. And I weren't right. who I am and I wasn't living my truth. And the more I started to tap into that, the more I realized like who I was and, and how I'd been living my life and how it sort of didn't align with who I was. So I had mm-hmm. to turn everything completely around and that mm-hmm. has been so beautiful, but also just a major challenge because you just completely reinvent yourself throughout your training, right?
1: hmm Totally. And it's such a time where you're still learning who you are. So Listening to to your intuition is really hard, I think, in your 20s because you're still figuring out what's important to you and what you like and what you believe and that stuff is still kind of forming. And I think it's a lot of trial and error in your 20s and experimenting and just letting yourself follow your curiosities until you find what, what feels right.
0: Mm, totally yes and I think do you what was your experience would there something like when you go both in your block but also like in general but but also in your own personal life what was your you know major challenges in your 20s and the things that you went through um yeah um
1: so I in my 20s that's when I first started to experience depression um and I I started to see a therapist um I remember in my early 20s i think i was about 22 i just graduated from college and i was living here in san francisco with my boyfriend at the time and i had a great job and everything seemed like it was good but i just felt terrible every single day and i remember one saturday morning uh, my boyfriend and i got up and were walking to get breakfast and i went about a half a block and i just said i can't do it i need to get back in bed And that was the moment where I was like, okay, this, there's something wrong here. Like I, I shouldn't, this shouldn't be so hard. So I started going to therapy and I've been seeing the same therapist since I was 22. And I'm so, so lucky that I found her um, because she completely changed my life. Um, But depression has still been something that uh, I kind of go through cycles with, especially throughout my 20s. Um, it would be kind of like a a year where I was okay. And then six months of depression and then another two years where maybe I was okay. It was very up and down. Um, and I think, uh, I, I was, it was really important to me to share that on, on the blog. And it's really, I'm really passionate about normalizing mental health and normalizing therapy. I think anybody can go to therapy, whether you're struggling with depression or not. Um, I'm, for example, in a really great place right now. I haven't had, you know, about a depression for about six months and I've been doing really well, but I still continue to go to therapy even when I'm feeling good um, because you just learn something every single time that helps you in your day-to-day life. And so I try to share, um, on the blog and now I've been doing it on, on Instagram TV, IGTV, um, sharing more in depth about what happens in my therapy sessions so that it's not such a, a mystery to people and, and they kind of get a better idea of what to expect. Um, cause I, I truly believe everybody should, should go to therapy. I think it would change the world, honestly. <laughs>
0: I love what you said about that. I think also, I just went, uh, I was rereading um, The War of Art yesterday and um, uh, where Stephen Pressfield, he just mentioned something like, you know, if everyone was able to live their purpose, everyone was able to, you know, be happy from mm-hmm. doing what they and being who they are we wouldn't have you know war we wouldn't have people starving we wouldn't have this environmental crisis we wouldn't have x y and z all the things going on we we realize and what i think is something that we talk a lot about and i have this quote i use uh my one of my major like way of creative outlets but also you know helping myself sort of like a well, way of self therapy is always through poetry and i had this quote that says uh so like dear people and dear humans uh please stop treating yourself like shit because it's polluting (laughs) me and that is because of the planet right because Uh of how we are are treating ourselves how we're not able to love ourselves how we're not able to be true to ourselves that affects how we treat the humans but also how we treat the planet so i think one of the major things that we need to do is actually realizing that not just our mental health but sort of all that we are, all of who we are and being able to be true to ourselves, that also what needs to be done in order to take us back to, to heal the planet, to heal humanity and to everything that's going on. I think that is really one of the major solutions besides all of the things that people are doing, all the... Yeah. Right? But it's really about healing it from an energetic point. I think we need to go there, and we don't realize that, especially around mental health. And I think that's totally yeah. what you said about, you know, demystifying mental health, normalizing it, because you know it's it's such a a crucial point, such a crucial part part of our health. Uh, yeah, you know, we don't have any health if we don't have mental health. Exactly. Right? And yeah. and I think something for me that that really I went through throughout my early teens uh, to, to, I still go through, as you say yourself, I still go through different types of therapy, I have different types of things that I still have uh, dealing with. But my experience, you know, being there for more than 10 years, it was not just depression, I had anxiety and I had anorexia and I had OCD and um, and and some major stress as well, that I was sort of battling with and transitioning through one type of, of period to another. And, mm-hmm. and for me, that experience was always coming back to being true to myself. I think the Absolutely. more that I became true to myself, the more I actually started healing. And I was thinking about yeah. you and your journey, Was that also what you experienced both, like the more that you started becoming true to who you are, both mm-hmm. in terms of your job, in terms of, you know, how you express yourself, how you just internal live your life.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that is so, so accurate. And, I definitely started to notice a pattern that the depression would come up when I was having an internal battle of, do I listen to my gut or do I not basically, or do I listen to what I think I should do, or I think my parents think I should do, or, um, it really was that black and white. Um, and it really wasn't until this last, the last like year or two that I've, Really become aligned, I think, with you know my intuition, and I I didn't know what that felt like. I knew people kept saying, you know, listen to your gut and and be true to yourself, but there's so much noise in your head that you don't even realize it's getting in the way. And I think it's it's like training a muscle. It's learning to sift through all of that crap and just get to the core of what do you want if if nobody was watching, if there were no consequences, if you weren't afraid, you know, what do you want? What would you do? And and realizing that there's no right answer in life, that figuring out, navigating these issues we come across every day, there isn't a right answer to them. The right answer is literally what your soul is telling you. And the more I I figured that out and the more i was able to connect to my to my soul the my depression would just fade away and it's interesting this this time has been especially different because of that i've i've just been so much more connected to that part of me and i'm able to access it a lot more easily and it it almost feels like I I really let go of the depression this time. Not that, you know, who knows, I'm sure at some point in my life it might come back, but, um, this time around it was, I sort of saw what the depression was doing for me and what it was trying to tell me. And I, I actually felt some sort of like gratitude for it because of how much it changed me and helped me connect to myself. And it was like the second I felt that gratitude, it, it went away. It's crazy, but it's true. It's like, it's really about that, that love, that self-love.
0: Totally. I, I love what you said about that, you know, that gratitude actually from, for that experience in your life. It's something that, that for, for a couple of years after sort of like I healed from my experience, I had that where I was like, I just, don't want to have anything to do with it but right now as, as things move on I was like I'm really grateful for that experience because yeah. I would have just kept going I was just exactly. going hustling in in a way that wasn't true to who I am so it made me wake up and sometimes we need those wake-up points do you have a specific practice that that helps you guide through your intuition and help you sort of get clearer and clear together from all the noise
1: um, it kind of changes all the time. I think, first of all, it's kind of like maintaining a baseline of of health so that your brain is functioning properly to even get to that point. Um, I think I've been, I was so focused on my emotional health all through my 20s that physical health just wasn't something I was that concerned with. Um, and now I realize how much they're connected. So Now that I, I have to make sure I'm, I'm working out, I'm eating healthy, I'm sleeping and that comes first. And then once that baseline is kind of met, then it's much more easy for me to connect to myself. So from there, I'd say it's through doing things that I just absolutely love, like things that I did when I was a kid that I still love, like playing soccer or painting those things really help me connect to my soul. Also, um, journaling, um, journaling has been really great and just kind of letting my mind go and wander and, and like to just put pen to paper and not stop for, for 10 minutes and see what comes out. Um, but the biggest thing I would say is breath work. Um, I just started to go to breathwork classes this year. I've been to three years.
0: What type of breathwork?
1: I don't really know what the different kinds are or like what it's called, but it's hosted by my friend Alex, who runs an amazing site called On Our Moon. Um, and she has her own way of kind of running, running the class. But mm. I, it was, I don't like, I can't even put it into words. It's like. If, if you have trouble meditating at home, like I have trouble just, just kind of getting myself to meditate, but this Mm -hmm. class you do every time you, you connect to your soul every time and everything around you just fades away. It's, it's amazing. If you never tried breath work, I would highly recommend it but don't youtube it because it looks really weird <laughs> <And> it <laughs> might tear you off
0: <laughs> i know it was literally the first time you know i've been doing a lot of different breath works types and um and i uh-huh. started out sort of you know in in kundalini practice uh you know several years ago actually not realizing it actually was a kundalini practice but i was just like i was getting sort of a certificate a certificate yeah. from from this type of framework, work and it was specific and then i was looking at it i was like this is the most weird thing ever i was trying to <laughs> sort of explain people like what i was doing yeah. and then we have we have all our friends in the kundalini community and we're like Mm, don't ever try, just show up and be there yeah. because yeah. you will get surprised. It looks really it's really rude, really, really, and it seems like it. Well, if you start to get a look at the science behind it, if you start understanding, try and actually experience it yourself, it's yeah. completely other world and it would completely change your life yeah it does yeah but definitely I love what you said about breath work
1: it's yeah and like not to scare people off from it like really what happens at least in the classes that I go to is at the first half there's a bit of of journaling and she'll ask certain questions to help you get your yourself thinking about you know things you want to let go of or how you want your life to be and then the actual breath work it's just uh like a a way of breathing that brings in more oxygen into your belly, into your gut. And you literally just lay there on a yoga mat and she plays this amazing playlist really loudly and you just have to do that type of breathing and not stop. And it's like at some point your your soul just takes over because I I wish I could understand the full science of it, but I believe it has to do with with all of the the oxygen that you're putting into your system that we we realize we need more of every day we we're such short of breath we don't breathe deeply and that's really all it is it's like it's just breathing deeply so that your body has enough oxygen to function and get to a point where you can listen to your gut it's it's like it's that simple in a way it's pretty crazy
0: i think also it's a part of activating the uh, parasympathetic nervous system right yeah that that digest and and last system within ourselves because we live in that sympathetic nervous system so many you know minutes and hours of our everyday life and don't realize that we're not really digesting so we are just like consuming whether it's knowledge whether it's food whether it's going out we're expressing ourselves but we don't really get ourselves that opportunity to digest all of the impressions that we actually get yeah. from all of the world from things happening so far and we need to sort of have those moments where we actually stop and just breathe because yeah that's where we just end up in that hustle, or we end up getting caught up by something and don't realize right. that someone is actually trying to tell us something. Whether it's our souls, yeah. the universe, or some other person that we're listening to or we, that we need to be present with. And when we, we get a finding a practice, for me, was just finding any practice. I, as yourself, I use different practice modalities uh, to bring me into the present moment. Whether it's yoga, whether it's meditation, whether uh-huh. it's exercise, journaling, or um, one type of sort of dance of or it could the linear, all different modalities that also changes for me. And it can some have some have specifics and all they needs that sort of that able ability to juggle things up. But I think it's so important to have a practice, especially both in our 20s and our 30s, but also when we're in, in our teens and whether we're dealing with mental health or whether we just mm-hmm. it's basically helpful. I think for everyone, every single one of us, it's so important to have a practice that. Allows yeah. us to be grounded in the present moment.
1: Yeah. And I think it just starts with like doing what feels good. Like it, it's, it starts really simply. Like if you're, if you just do what feels good to you. So like if, if as a kid, you, you know, love to play soccer, go play soccer. And it allows yourself to connect to yourself better. Cause you're, you're doing what your soul wants to do. And if you just, think of it that way like just what would feel really good right now and you follow that 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 really helped me kind of guide me to to my soul
0: mm, I love that and I think also sometimes what you mentioned about feeling good is that we, we get to the things have to be good sort of everything has to going going well in our life and we want our things to go well we want to create good things we wanted to do x y and C, but we don't really realize that in order to have all of these amazing things in our life, we actually have to feel good first. That feeling right. good is, is actually the first step is actually yes. the stepping point and tipping point to actually achieving all the things that we want. Sometimes we like we push that aside to something oh, that we, we can focus on. Otherwise, you know, like you said, for your physical health, I could just push that out to my 30s. I'm not going to deal with it right now. Yeah. But actually, you have to deal with it first because it's that baseline that allows you to both. Yes whether it's your mental health or whether it's achieving those things that you want in your life, right?
1: Uh, yeah. So,
0: yeah, thank you for saying that. That was really good. Um, so you also talk about, you know, when you, uh, in, on your blog, you have so many, you know, that I love that you have so many diverse topics around, you know, both lifestyle, about uh, makeup, about uh, relationships, everything that really happens and goes on in your life, in your 20s, uh, but also in your 30s but also you have the side career as a stylist and a uh, interior designer, you know, how did that come about? I was really curious, you know, how everything just ties into your jelly, all of your creative outlets, and how you, you sort of find your uh, signature way of, of expressing yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of exploring and I think I, I allow myself to, to explore what feels good and right now and in the last few months i've i really enjoy the styling aspect of of what i do so i just decided to to start you know taking on some styling jobs where i'm styling photo shoots or doing some set design that's that's not related to my blog um and that's just that's been like another way i'm listening to my to my soul and um honoring it and doing what feels good um and then
0: i have totally also... in love with it by the way I was just like looking <laughs> through your your latest views on through net and I was just like it was so so beautiful I was like gosh no, I just you. want to be there and I was just <laughs> going to the things that you were wearing and how you put everything up just from the small details of how you dress the table or how you put things up in the photo shoot it was just like I really love your style how how you put things together so everyone also listening you have to check that out on amanda Hallstein on her personal page both on facebook both not facebook but on instagram and your website yeah
1: yeah thank you for saying that yeah it's it's funny that's kind of been my my internal struggle this year is is my passion has kind of been shifting um, away from, from the blog and I'm trying to explore that right now. And that's, you know, why I'm taking on the styling jobs and I'm exploring interior design, um, and just trying not to, to limit myself or put myself in a box. Um, you know, I, I don't have to just be, a blogger I can be whatever I want to be so um I'm just trying to follow you know where my passion is going and and I just know that that will lead me in the right direction
0: do you know what you are in human design
1: um yes I'm a manifester
0: you're manifester okay yeah I'm a manifesting generator but you sounded like that I was just like well you're manifesting manifesting generator because of that energy of of having to change things all around I have you experienced that for me it's like when I realized, because I was always like, I was sort of changing my outlet and going through my passion. I was like, people were, were sort of like, you're always so flaky and, and you're changing your mind. You're shifting what you like all the time. I was like, yeah, I know. That's the things that happen, but that's just who I am. I, I can't yeah. chase that. But yeah. yeah. You have the same experience.
1: Absolutely. And I feel like I've been reading more about, about human design and about being a manifester and, and that, like it's, it's natural for me to want to go in a million different directions and that it's natural for me to just honor that and trust that it will lead me to the right place because it, it has so far. And when I worry about, you know, the final goal and, and the plan and and where I'm headed, it, it just causes me so much stress and anxiety. It's like, I'm trying to figure out a puzzle that that there's no answer to yet, um, so it's I try my best to to focus on the present and and just trust myself and trust the universe and that it'll it'll lead me to the right place as long as I'm being true to myself and. And listening to what my soul wants, it it always leads me to the right place. So, not that I feel that trust all the time, (laughs) but that's something that I I, I try to to focus on a lot.
0: I think also what you said about before about you know, you have to strengthen your muscles throughout your intuition to strengthen your intuition. Mm -hmm. I think about our intuition, it's, it's equally a part about actually being able to strengthen your trust muscle to expand your trust threshold to be able to to really trust yourself because one thing is being able to listen to your intuition you know i think a lot of us sometimes maybe struggle with that but that's sort of the easy part because when you get to actually listen and you know what you have to do, but being right. able to trust yourself, with the universe, enough to actually take the first step. I think that was for me the hardest part because, totally, like I know what I want and I know I have to get there. Yeah. Sort of I need to take the step, but I'm like I'm so fucking terrified of doing yeah. this. And I was like, it, and for me, I think what helped me also in in that strengthening that muscle was, of course, doing the word in like completely human life experience because we need those experiences and sort of. Taking those cliffs jumps, but I think also something that we talked about before about something like human design, or uh, I use Ayurveda a lot as well. To sort mm-hmm. of they were actually sort of my anchors that helped me and helped me still because I'm only in my early twenties. To to help me, you know, have that anchor, having something that keeps me grounded. That if mm-hmm. I'm able, the more I'm able to understand my. My design. The more I'm able to understand who I am, the more yes. I also feel that I'm able to trust that these steps I'm taking is actually taking totally. in the right direction, right?
1: Totally. It. I think understanding the way your mind works and knowing that everybody is different and that your brain works differently than the, those around you, um, and then understanding how and why and what what motivates you by you know looking into human design or the Enneagram or, um, Oh yeah. That's good as well. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Those personality, um, kind of, um, strategies, they just help you feel like, Oh, okay. So, so I'm normal. You know, it's like, you just have to feel like, okay, so all of these thoughts and instincts, like that's normal. I don't need to question that. That's just who I am. And, um, I think that definitely helps get to that point where you can trust yourself more.
0: Yes. I also think, you know, when you, when you go through, you really, when you, whether you're in twenties or your thirties or whether it's, it's any transition in your life, it'll help you sort of, you know, bring you back to reality is sort of like, um, I'm amidst of this experience something wild and crazy is happening in my life Mm -hmm. but i can sort of trust that oh sort of when i read all of this when i started reading the more within the more i started reading about you know being a a free five type of personality which is like your profile on the other plane you know that's what i love about human design it has so many complexities it Mm -hmm. helps you completely being you unique you right so i was like Life takes you through the storms, and you have to. Life brings you the darkness, and you have to be the light. And and every time I sort of come out of balance and out of alignment, I remember these words that, or it's actually natural for me to sort of lead life from the edge of always living that far paced life where, I sort of get hit almost running off the cliff. But it's mm-hmm. because you're able to be a front runner. You're able to. To be a trailblazer, and and that's natural for for me. I just have to surrender to it. So when I experience a major challenge, I realize that I it's because I need to grow, and I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. some growth. And that really helped me realizing, oh, my life is not falling apart right now. It's actually something that is helping me, though it doesn't feel like that right now.
1: Totally, that's such a great way to look at it, and it's true. I mean, it's completely accurate. And it doesn't feel like it when you're in those difficult times, but you always come out stronger and with more knowledge than you had before. So it, it's, it's a growth. It's like growing pains. And I think when those moments come up again and again in your life, which they always will, knowing that it's, it's growing pains and it's, it's happening for a reason and you're going to get something out of it, just makes it a tiny bit easier to, to get through.
0: Mm, beautiful and and how did you experience that were you' going from your twenties to your thirties was uh was that sort of a bumpy ride or was it more a beautiful uh transitioning
1: i i think it was
0: actually a pretty good transition i i'd say i
1: had i had my freak outs um but basically at the time when i was twenty nine going on thirty my um at the time, boyfriend, now husband, um, we were looking to buy a house and move outside of the city, and I definitely had some, you know, breakdowns of, oh my God, do I have to grow up now? Am I, um, can I no longer make mistakes? Like, do I have to be completely responsible because I'm becoming an adult? And I I had a lot of those um, pressures that I was all of a sudden, you know, assuming I and putting on myself. And as I I realized, like, oh, you know, nothing is really changing. Like, I I am still me. I can still, you know, I'm still not perfect. Nobody is. I can still make mistakes. I can still be fun and silly and act like a child if I want to. Like, I I can still be who I want to be. And as I, it's almost like taking control of that. It's like not letting life take control of you. It's, it's just you taking, taking the driver's seat in, and deciding how you want to feel and how you want to live and, and just not letting the other, uh, other people's opinions and stuff get in the way. Um, so once I kind of got past that freak out, <laughs> um, I, I felt really good turning 30. It was, it was, I felt like it was the right time for me. I was really coming into myself in a new way. and. Um, I actually, on my 30th birthday, that's when my husband proposed to me. So it was Aww, a lot of beautiful. changes at once. Um, but all, all good changes. And I, I definitely had a bit of depression during that time, I'd say, um, just because of the changes and, you know, the, the part of me holding on to, to who I was and then part of me trying to move forward. Um, but you know, thanks to therapy, I, I worked through a lot of that and, um, I, I
0: feel good now being in my 30s. I I don't i do not miss my 20s as much as I thought I would. <laughs> Yay, that's good. Yeah. I think mean, also being just happy where we're at sometimes, you know. Yeah. So for me, you know, having that experience of, of dealing with so many mental illness in my teens, I was like, I missed a lot out. I just mm-hmm. missed so many things. And I was also an elite athlete throughout my teens. So I was a swimmer. So I was like, I and mean, on so many things that people usually talk about, sort of the stereotype, conventional ways of talking about your teen years. And this, mm. it's just, again, it's just a story. It's not how it is. You know? right. It's always up to be true to yourself and what is happening for you. And I believe that every single one of us has a journey that's unique to us. And it's about staying true to that as much as we can and learning from from those moments that we have, those experiences. And I really love what you said about, you know, taking control of your own journey or being in the driver's seat, whether you let the universe be in the driver's seat, but not letting the circumstances define you, the things that are around you define you. Because, as you say, being in your 30s or your 20s, that's sort of just a number. Like right now, when we go from 2019 or into 2020, we go into a new decade, it's still just Mm -hmm. a number. Of course, those things are going to change, but it's still a number. It's within ourselves, it's our own definition of our reality that really matters. You know, we define how our reality is going to be like, disregard of, of what the circumstances is. And I think that is a really key point to make that doesn't matter what happens or what your number is, whether it's your age, whether it's the year, or any other circumstances, we are still in charge in our own reality. And we can still change that, whatever that's going on of Mm -hmm. course there's some challenges of course there will be something that that maybe is without our reach of control but there's always Mm -hmm. something that we can do and it's about having the courage to say i'm going to do something i'm not Mm -hmm. going to be a victim in this situation
1: and i think it's it's what i kind of learned this year is i can choose to be happy now like i actually have that option whether life looks like it's going well or not, or I'm struggling financially, or I'm whatever it is, like, I can still choose to be happy. And I think, like, I don't know, that realization has really has really affected me this year. And even just day to day, if, if something annoying happens or difficult happens. I just remember that I can choose to be happy right now and it's, it's totally up to me and I don't need to let the situation take control of me. And man, has that helped. It's, it, it just puts me in such a better mood most of the time. It's, it's really empowering.
0: Mm, I love that. And I think, I think also life has just been completely smiling at you when you're, you know, Getting married and everything that's going on with you, and working with so many—I think I love you—working with so many top-profile brands right now as well. That is, we're seeing you working with Teen Vogue and Urban Outfitters or Amazon Alexa. All of the things that you have going on, I think you really are able such a huge inspiration for myself as well. And I think for a lot of our listeners that when you the more true you become to yourself, the more you go on a journey that is. That is true for you. That is following your heart. The more you you also get that support back, and and still you mm-hmm. you get through those moments. You know, it's not that life becomes rainbows and unicorns, but mm-hmm. life becomes joyful in a way that is more subtle, in a way that is more internal. Um, that that really comes from from a place within yourself that you realize that yeah, I get all of these experience now. But as you said, it's not. It's not those things that make you happy. It's because you choose to be happy in this moment right now.
1: Yeah. And I think when you're in it, it's it's hard to even see that things are going well. And like, you know, you, you mentioned all the brands I'm working with and everything I'm doing. And it, it's so funny because when I'm in it, I'm like, I have to be better. I have to do more. I, you know, you don't even realize you're, you're in those good moments when you're in them. And so I think it's it's a good reminder to to just to stop and see how far you've come and to look back at where you were a year ago and and recognize that things are getting better and things are changing and um just be appreciative of it because it's it's easy to to just always be looking ahead and um life is happening right now and the only you know you're not going to be happy. You can't guarantee that you'll be happy in a month or in a year. Like, but you can guarantee you can be happy right now.
0: Mm, beautiful. And speaking about the future, not now. <laughs> <I thought this laughs> about the moment. But uh, what is going on for you in uh, in 2020, or anything that you're looking forward to?
1: I. You we're saying this at the beginning, and I totally agree. I feel like 2020 is just gonna be so good I don't know like it's just I just have this feeling that things are coming together and things are manifesting for me and for a lot of people that I've been speaking to Um, and you know I've as I mentioned I've kind of been losing some of that passion for the blog and exploring other things and, and I just have this feeling that I'm gonna gain so much clarity in 2020 about what that what that's going to look like for me and what my career is going to look like moving forward. I, I can feel this, this change coming and I don't know what it looks like, but I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, And I'm trying to, to not try to figure it out. I'm just trying to, to go with, go with the flow and, and see where, see where I end up. But I, something feels, feels really good about 2020. And I'm, I'm just so excited to get it. get it going.
0: (laughs) I love that. I totally agree with you said, you know, I was just thinking, I was always seeing it like right now as of like yesterday and like the last week it's sort of like things start to come together. The things I've been struggling with for the past year or two years or even five years is like right now, not a solution, but it's sort of all of that puzzle, all the things that didn't make sense before it's, they start to come together. And I was like, what is happening right here right now. How is things coming like right now? What is happening? And I was like, okay, there is something going on. I like yourself I've never not really the tiniest idea of of exactly what is going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it feels like there's something in the air that is changing and it's beautiful and I yeah
1: excited. And it's real. It 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 it's real. I mean that energy that we're feeling is real. I mean, whether you believe it comes from the way the planets are aligning or the way your brain is aligning, I mean, whatever you believe it, it's that feeling is real. And I think trusting it is, is super important. And and letting yourself trust it is super important.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, So I just have a little quick question. For you, before we jump into the rapid fire one, um, I wanted to just touch a little bit of something. What is your what has been your I think most expensive uh, or most magical experience with with your blog and your blogging and connecting with your with your readers and with uh, the people coming in on social media and and their stories? I think the most special and satisfying thing is when
1: I i'm able to connect with someone one on one on on social media or in person and hear that you know and some advice that i've given them has really helped and opened their mind and and changed their life in some way i think that's the part that is so satisfying to me is to to see when the advice i offer Sinks in and seeing how people interpret it in their own way and in and, and take it and run with it um, That's that's those little little moments. I've noticed that's when it feels the most exciting You know, it's not when I get a really big brand deal. It's it's not when somebody reposts one of my images It's when I when I see the impact that that my words have on someone that's really powerful to me
0: mm, nice and you have, I was just thinking what you said about that, Corey rise what is the best advice that someone has given you, whether it's from yourself or someone mm-hmm. else?
1: Oh, best advice. I feel like it changes in every season of, of my life. Um, but I, I would say one of the first pieces of advice that I got from my therapist, um, in my early twenties was it's okay to be not okay. And mm-hmm that was a really big one for me because when you're in a bad mood or you're in a bad place, it's so easy to spiral even further because you're being down on yourself for being in a bad place. And the, when you can take that pressure off and that layer off and, and at least like that's, that's okay. Like that's going to happen. And, and, and to not make that worse. Um, has just been really helpful in like my day to day life.
0: Oh, I love that. We, I think it's such so, a beautiful advice and something that we that we all need to remember. Like who we are and what we experience right now is mm-hmm. is totally valid. It's like yeah, your shit. It's going on. It's valid what you're feeling. You have to own it. Yes. That. That's so beautiful. Totally. And if our listeners want to get more of those advice or just you know have those one on one conversation with you, where can they find you?
1: Um, I mean, the best place if you want to have those one-on-one uh, conversations with me would be on Instagram, um, DM any of my many profiles, um, advice from a 20-something, advice from a 30-something, and then my personal account, Amanda underscore Holstein, um, any of those you can, you know, contact me directly, and then there's, I'm sure, any question that that you have for me, if you search it on advice from a 20 something.com or advice from a 30 something.com, I have likely written a post about it since it's just been so long. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always, I'm, I'm the one who's on my social channels and I'm, I'm answering those DMs personally. So don't hesitate to reach out.
0: Ah, Nice no one bites. only a little <laughs> that's a good one uh okay so the last one is that we we love because we use I, i'm a personal fan of words in, in using mantras or quotes or affirmations to um to sort of get me in alignment so is there some words that really resonate with you or help you through tough times or just center yourself or just resonate with you
1: Yeah, for sure. I actually have written a bunch of them down in my journal, which I I wish was in front of me right now. Um, But uh, one of them is, I am enough. And I am I'm already whole. And uh, really feeling that, you know, whatever's happening outside of me is going to constantly change. But I always have that thing within me that's that's whole and complete and enough. Um, So I am enough is, is a really powerful one for me.
0: Oh, that's great. I love it. Thank you so much for jumping on with us.
1: Yeah, thank you. This was awesome.